are listening to Oracle Unfiltered with your host and Oracle, Natalie Granja. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode here at Oracle Unfiltered with your host and Oracle, Natalie Granja. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thank you for being here. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to say thank you to all the sweet people who have reached out and told me that they're loving the podcast. Your recognition really means the world to me. If you haven't already, please leave a five-star review. Um, it really helps the show grow. And the more this show grows, the more I can invest my time and energy into providing episodes like today. So today's episode is all about the contraction and expansion cycle and entrepreneurship. It's packed with gems. So grab a journal and some tea because we're about to dive deep. I've spent so much energy hiding my body. Like when my breasts came in, like when my stretch marks began to appear, or when men wouldn't hide their gaze and especially when my belly became fuller with time. And while I tried to hide in plain sight, I was simultaneously exhausting my energy trying to also be seen. Following for a follow, posting all day, trying to be the loudest person in the room. I was collapsing within the walls of my body while trying to also whore out my energy. I think that if we're going to talk about the relationship in this expansion and contraction, we have to name that two things can exist at once. We can have a deep desire for visibility while also having a deep desire to hide in plain sight. And when we can name that it happens together, we can have a better understanding for how this shows up for us individually. What's interesting is that I define scarcity as contraction in the body. That's always how I've defined scarcity. It's a fear state. It's a contraction. It's like tucking um, your uh, tailbone into your body, right? It's like, oh, contraction. And I define abundance as expansion, expansion of funds, expansion of visibility, expansion of magnetism, uh, expansion of generosity, celebration, right? And I've described, I think it was the last episode, I described it that for me, expansion literally feels like I have wings in the back of my, you know, coming from the, my back and my spine and it's like extending past my auric field and it's huge. So it's interesting that as we talk about the contraction and expansion cycle, that it's almost indistinguishable from our relationship to abundance and scarcity, Right? Abundance and scarcity, visibility, hiding, contraction, expansion, right? 
this is a topic that has come up so much for myself, for my clients, for my, my entrepreneur friends. And it's the idea of gaining momentum in some way, whether it's recognition for our work, public success, growing community, new levels of income. And then just as it's starting to get good, there's a contraction, a collapse, a hiding that occurs as we reach the climax of that abundance and that flow state. And I've seen this pattern again, like with myself and with my clients and people who are both early in their business, as well as my multiple seven figure earning clients. So much so that I actually have a two hour workshop on my site called Illuminate, which is all around the nine entrepreneur sabotage spirals, saving competition, time, imposter, proving ego, perfectionism, self-abandoning, and the criticizer, where we illuminate those those, uh, shadows and sabotage spirals and illuminate what the gift of those are. So I do believe that it's most often one of those spirals that catalyzes the expansion contraction cycle. And by the way, I'm happy to go into like make a whole episode on one of the spirals that you feel most interested in. So feel free to DM me. But while the sabotage spirals are how we tend to contract, today we're going to speak about why we contract, right? Does that make sense? The sabotage spirals are how we contract, how we go about it. And then we talk about the um, the symptoms of those, of those contractions so we can be like, oh shit, I'm in a shadow. That's what's happening right now. Today we're going to talk about why that happens and how to expand our capacity for more of our most abundant timeline. Okay. So I've heard my clients say that their biggest wins have also come with a spoonful of shame. And I think that's interesting because it's multi-layered. And here's the thing that, yes, you're a healer, you're a leader, you're a disruptor, and you're also a woman. And I think that you can't be a disruptor in the way that you're a disruptor, right? Being the first to break out of the the matrix in, in your family or in your friend group, being, being the one who's, you know, making, who's decided I'm going to be wealthy regardless of how I, I grew up. I'm going to alchemize this pain and, and move it into medicine, right? That's what it means to be a disruptor, being the one that's doing the thing and an uh, environment or an ecosystem that is not conducive to that. So you can't be a disruptor without living life with deep empathy and heart as part of your navigation system. So here's my theory. As we expand to newer levels, And again, newer levels of income, newer levels of visibility, newer levels of community. Because we're women with such deep empathy and heart as part of our navigation system, it's really quite obvious, right? We become so aware of how unrelatable you might be becoming, 
were so aware of the disparity in income or how easeful life is becoming for you while it's so fucking hard for somebody else. We can also feel the gaze of our foes and friends who may not know how to be happy for us. It doesn't make them bad. They just don't know how to be happy for us. And we may think, oh, maybe it shouldn't be this easy. Maybe this just isn't fair. Or it's just uncomfortable. We can feel super excited for our win while also, again, having the discomfort of realizing, oh, this is not, this is really unrelatable. And if you're someone who has a past where you were made wrong for how beautiful you are, how intelligent you are, artistic, athletic, privileged, or captivating, it makes sense that now new levels of success feel like a threat. And it's important to remember that this is a spectrum, right? So some of you may have more capacity for visibility and success if you were celebrated at a younger age for, you know, your beauty, your intelligence, your art, your privilege, your, you know, whatever. But on the same note, some of you were only rewarded for what you could provide rather than who you were being. Right? So it's really nuanced and it's really specific to the individual. So part of your assignment today, if you will, is I want you to grab a piece of paper and a writing utensil and I want you to draw a line, make a spectrum and you decide who or what are the two polarities. And I want you to name where you fall within that spectrum of visibility. Are you closer to having been celebrated and cultivated? Or did you have to hide in order to make others feel better? So when you can name where you fall within that spectrum, it becomes a little easier to understand your relationship with your expansion and contraction pattern. I want to share this story from a couple of years ago, a client of mine who grew up and she was just that girl, talented, straight A student, athletic, fantastic singer, just a really well-liked person. But her younger sister weren't, you know, wasn't really any of that. She struggled with school. She wasn't athletic. She wasn't very popular. And that was always reminded to her by her parents. It was reminded to her that, hey, you need to make yourself a little smaller to make your sister more comfortable. And so when my client got the starring role for the school play her senior year, which is a pretty big deal, right? Her parents didn't let her accept the role. They told her that her sister would feel just too poorly about herself. And they told my client, just put yourself in your sister's shoes. You're going to get a lot of attention. Your sister's not going to get any. And yeah, it just wouldn't be good for your sister. 
here's the thing. This story isn't really that uncommon. I've heard many variations of stories like this. In this case, it was my client's parents that were making her skills a threat, weaponizing her, her skills, her traits. In other cases, it could be the voices of childhood friends or siblings in my case, I even had, among, among other voices, I even had a friend's mom tell me that I thought too highly of myself and I shouldn't believe people when they tell me I'm beautiful. Can you imagine? So what's the antidote to our shame and spoonful uh, or our success with a spoonful of shame? Well, for me, it's to remember that it was because I saw women on Instagram share their fat monetary wins that I was expanded. I was expanded into the possibility of that being my reality. It could have absolutely triggered other women. It could have triggered me, right? But instead, I allowed it to be evidence that I needed. I allowed it to be a sign. I allowed it to be a synchronicity. And it was the fire that ignited my flame to be like, fuck, I want that too. And I have also along my journey began, uh, I've begun to see my success as a positive and generous ripple effect for this planet. That because of my financial success, because I have allowed myself to be seen for my gifts and highly paid, I can employ other women every single month from my executive assistants, my magical cleaning ladies, my nail technicians, my hairstylist, my facialist, my energy healer, my therapist, my mentors, I can support female businesses and vote with my money. I can donate to the hungry and houseless. I can give my well-deserving immigrant mother first-class flights, vacations, and self-care experiences that she's never given herself. I can impart my lessons, my wins, my strategies, my oh shit moments to my incredible soulmate clients that feel like friends for free, right? Like with this podcast. I'm not charging for this because I'm able to give from my overflow. I can do all of this because I've allowed myself to let my success be known. And it will absolutely trigger people. And it has triggered people. You know, what I've made in a month is what someone makes as a yearly salary. And that's fucking uncomfortable to sit with. Before, it would have been like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing, right? And it, it is. And it also feels like, whoa, I'm so aware of this privilege and this disparity and how unfair it is to other people. But I also know that we all have a choice. 
and that I didn't land here overnight, nor was this handed to me freely. And one day I just decided I will not cower to other people's wounds. Because guess what? With or without me triggering them, their wound was already there. I will not make their wound about me. And I want to remind you, you did not create that other person's scarcity or jealousy wound. And it's their responsibility to be with their own wound in the same way that you and I have invested thousands of dollars to be with ours. Remember, well-behaved women rarely make history. You want reasons to celebrate? Learn to celebrate yourself first. Okay, so here's my second theory. Here's my second point as to why we contract just when it's starting to get good. My husband was telling me literally yesterday that his friend made so much money this year in sales that what he's paying in taxes is how much his father made at his highest income. I thought, wow, that's fucking amazing. And I noticed something interesting. My husband's friend was happy to celebrate himself, to share his win, to call up his buddy, my husband, to be celebrated. I think women don't have a template for being successful as women. I don't want to be celebrated like a man. And don't get me wrong, I've seen women online scream from the mountaintops how much money they've made every month as a selling point. And I've seen the neon balloons and the champagne popping and that's perfectly fine. Love it. But I think that not all women want to celebrate or expand in that way. If expanding means having to, I don't know, put all of that out there online, the very idea of having to share a monetary win in order to prove one's success may be the very trigger that makes you collapse and contract, right? Like if you just had this amazing win and you feel that you have to now get balloons and champagne and do this whole thing and, and share it publicly... If you feel that you have to do that in order to expand, it makes sense why you're contracting because that type of marketing isn't for everybody, right? The thought of all the eyes, all the projections, all the envy, and yes, the celebration Maybe it's the idea of being publicly celebrated that feels icky. Maybe your actual personality in real life is that you're sort of shy. Maybe you're a little introverted. Maybe you're a highly sensitive person and you just don't want to feel all of that. 
Maybe you're really extroverted, but you're a fifth line and you don't want to deal with all of the positive projections that people are going to make on you now. Have you considered that we want to win like women? We don't need a pat on the back and a cigar. We want a ceremony. We want someone to remind us of how deserving we are. We want someone to recognize how hard this journey has been, how many sacrifices and lonely moments there were. We want someone to say, look, babe, everything you wrote down in your journal became a fucking reality. It's happening. You did that. We want a safe place to cry and feel all of the depths of pride, excitement, fear, overwhelm, exhaustion, and disbelief. I think a big reason women are in the contraction and expansion cycle is because they just don't know how to celebrate themselves, nor how to ask for celebration, especially when the winds feel so unrelatable. The antidote, find you a community a mentor, a partner that celebrates the magic, the wild, wild, wild magic of your work. Nothing has elevated my standards of who I let into my inner circle like getting rich has. And I have become comfortable with my community becoming smaller, more refined, because nothing is more fulfilling than being intimately seen by the right people. This also means cultivating the muscle that voices not just your win, but your needs. The need to be seen and held in your win. Okay, this is Natalie from the future. I recorded that Saturday evening. It is now Monday morning. Um, I, it's interesting as an emotional authority and I invite my emotional authorities to sit with their content. When you're trying to undo perfectionism tendencies, it's probably best to just record and post it and not think about it again and not re-listen to it or anything like that, right? Because you're trying to burst out of the, the structure of perfection, striving for perfection. On the other hand, as an emotional authority, I felt like there was more I wanted to say, but that's all that my transmission was allowing me to say. And I'm really glad I waited because I do feel like there's another part to this. Um, and to conclude that last thought, the, the, the overarching point as well is that we may just not have a culture yet where expansion and abundance and extraordinary results are celebrated right? Depending on where you're from as well. Like even within the States, East Coast versus West Coast, or, um, you know, maybe the culture that you're, that you grew up in, or um, if you're in Australia, you know, oftentimes there's the, the poppy syndrome, I think it's called tall poppy syndrome, where it might be even normal, normalized to sort of bring somebody down. So I think there's a nuance there between like, what is the culture? What is the programming that you're coming from? Um, 
I think like on a personal note, being so aware of the disparity of how people live, um, especially because last year I was living, my husband and I were living in Latin America between Mexico and Ecuador, visiting Colombia. And obviously my, my family being from Ecuador as well, I've seen the disparity, right? How much people make on a monthly basis, like what the minimum wages um, in Ecuador is something that, you know, their monthly minimum wage is something that I would spend on dinner. And to to be so aware of that of that contrast can be really uncomfortable. And the second layer to that is if you don't come from a culture where being happy for other people, regardless of the disparity, um, you know, it, it makes it it makes it hard for people to want to share, right? Um, in a healthy, in an ego healthy way, healthy ego way. Um, so part of also growing and investing in a community where you get to be celebrated is celebrating other people, right? On an energetic standpoint, it, I when I am happy for somebody, I genuinely feel it in my body as if I'm receiving that thing or I'm the one experiencing whatever result. Like I can literally feel joy in my body for somebody else's win as if it's my own. And I don't think I always felt that way, okay? Aries moon, right? Aries moon, super competitive. Um, and I think it's like kind of a manifestation hack. And I think it's something that I've honestly grown with hypnosis. Um, the more hypnosis I've done over the last 10 years, it's increased my capacity for joy. And it, I have also reprogrammed myself to see everything outside of me as evidence for what I desire as well. I don't, I almost have like a filter in my, in my body now that I'm not picking up evidence that goes against what I desire. I'm only picking up things that contribute to the expansion of my belief system that I'm working on. So I invite you to adopt that as well how could you know when when you see someone online for example having a specific result or living a specific lifestyle can you feel joy for them in your body as if it were happening to you right so part of re coding the culture that we're in it's not just expecting other people to celebrate us but it's being other people's cheerleader as well and yeah I'm just even just that like I'm curious where you might what your relationship to that might even be could you celebrate someone who does maybe some some really similar work to you maybe their their art and their content is really similar to yours and maybe they're living a lifestyle or having a specific result that's just a little bit more ahead of you can you celebrate them and genuinely feel that in your body can you hold it 
that is one of the biggest muscles that I think is necessary because as we know, what we put out there comes back, right? So even if it's not coming through the people that we wish we would receive it from, like maybe one, like maybe your parents are just never going to know how to be happy for you. Maybe those old friends are just never going to know how to celebrate you. But we could attract other people that feel even more supportive, right? Okay, so let's go to my third and final point here. The third, like, thing I want you to consider is... And, and by the way, I'm aware that I'm using examples that are like extraordinary here, right? Like making a, an, a, in a month what someone makes in a year is a really big result. Maybe that's not quite the result that you've had yet, but you're still experiencing contraction. So, you know, it could just be making your first 10K or maybe it's just getting a lot of recognition online, whatever it may be that is contracting you, I want you to start applying what we've talked about today little by little. And this third point is, what do you value so much that you would lose by allowing yourself to expand fully. If you've worked with me long enough, you know I've asked you this question in one way or another. Um, it's one of the most revealing questions. It really can tell us what we're, where our scarcity is, is um, what our scarcity is attached to, right? Because for some of you, you might say, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose camaraderie with the people that I've, you know, come up with because they're not where, where I am yet. And I'm going to lose some of that camaraderie, some of that community of like trying to, trying to get there, right? Because the act of trying to get there is a specific type of energy already being there and arriving to where you're where you've been dreaming of, that's a different energy. And sometimes, like we we're talking about, sometimes it does require a different community. And sometimes it doesn't, right? It just depends. So I want you to sit with what do you value so much that you would have to lose in order to fully expand? It could be a belief system. It could be a relationship. It could be a mentor. It's interesting because I've really heard it all. And I've, I've used this example before, I think in a different podcast, that um, I had this client whose relationship with their with her dad was really based on exchange right she came from a really wealthy family and her dad the only really the only way he knew how to show his love and affection was through monetary exchange and this is a woman who is highly educated um you know went to really prestigious universities and she's in her early 30s 
and or she's about actually at this time she was about to turn 30 and in her entrepreneurship journey her family had said hey we will continue to support you um financially until you are making consistent money in your business right so what a privilege and no matter how much she was efforting in her business, no matter how much she was trying, no matter how many mentors she was hiring for strategy and branding and all the things, the business wasn't quite landing publicly, even though she's a super intelligent person and it was a really great, you know, you know, business messaging, I suppose. And when she came to me, it was so obvious that she, what she was afraid to lose was her father's affection. She's like, if I, in other words, what we concluded was if I expand, if I allow myself to grow and really get the results that I know I can get, my dad's going to cut me off. And if he isn't giving me money, he does not show me love. So for for her, it was, I am going to lose my relationship to my dad, which is something that she really values if she were to expand. Now, the second layer to this is, but is it true? Can we be absolutely true about that? So I've also um, heard different answers from clients that say, oh, I'm going to lose my time with my children if I really allow myself to expand because it's going to require more of me. And although that could feel absolutely true for them, I like to, um, I like to counter it with, or is it that you're going to lose the relationship as you know it but it doesn't mean that you're losing the relationship it's just that the relationship will have to evolve it'll have to change in order for you to expand right so again multi-layered the first step is understanding what is it that I'm afraid to lose that I really value and then just that can be such a breakthrough to be like oh Shit, I didn't realize that sneaky little thing was there. And then the second layer is, but is it true? Can you know that it's true? And the truth is, it may be true, right? It may be that you're like, no, no, for real. Like, I will lose this thing. And that that takes you through one pathway of needing to accept that or needing to see if you are willing to lose that. Are you willing to stay stuck and in contraction in order to keep that thing? Does something or somebody who really loves you or wants the best for you, they wouldn't want you to stay in contraction. And if they rather have you in the way that they know it at the cost of you staying in contraction, that's not the right dynamic for you. And it doesn't have to be a person. Like I said, it could be time. It could be, you know, time flexibility. That's another one I've heard a lot. Like, oh, I'm going to lose a lot. I have a ton of free time right now. I'm going to lose that. And it's like you have a ton of free time, but you're not abundant in resources. 
Wouldn't you rather be abundant in resources and also have free time? Right? <laughs> so two can exist at the same time as well. So anyway, there's a lot, there's a lot here to unpack. It's so nuanced. This is what I love doing with my clients because we're looking at the unseen world. And then once we have clarity and illumination around that, we can then apply a proper and adequate strategy to their business. Because the thing is, if you're trying to create a business strategy, a business structure from the place of darkness right you're the place that you're not even illuminated what it is that is driving you you're not even illuminated as to what is keeping you in scarcity you're not illuminating you know why you are contracting if you don't have awareness around that and you're just trying to throw strategy to your business yeah no no shit it's not working no shit it feels like incorrect we have to look at the unseen world and then allow that to inform us, right? Inform the strategy, inform the 3D aspect. Hello, my beautiful friend. Thank you for listening. Wouldn't it be divine if you and your business could be seen to the core? Are you desiring to be guided by expert eyes so you can start, grow, or scale your business and create an easeful pathway to your next income goal? Are you ready to do this from a place of power, ease, and authenticity instead of conditioned ways of selling and earning? In our 60 or 90 minute business illumination session, you can receive my strategic and psychic eyes on your content, messaging, launch, funnel, rebrand, sales page, course creation, energy blockage, sabotage spirals, or to simply be guided on anything that's coming up for you in the realm of abundance, visibility, visioning on what's next for your brand. Welcome to the world of seen and unseen scene strategy. This is an easeful and direct way to receive support without needing to commit to anything long-term yet, or if you simply need to pick me up. If you've been praying for more money, more visibility, or more clients, this portal was created for you. Head over to nataliegranja.com slash links, or go to the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, give us five stars. Say hi by screenshotting and tagging me at nataliegranja underscore. You can buy or apply to work with me at nataliegranja.com. See you in the most abundant timeline. Peace.